Mariah, I just felt so bad for you. Yeah. I like I couldn't believe when I heard <laughs> what happened to you. I was no, it's I like the climax of either. this whole year. Right, I know. Oh, so tell us, tell us what happened, Mariah. Hi everyone. Hello. We have such a special treat for you today. Uh, we are doing taking a little break from our normal gigs and doing a special interview with our Miss Maine 2021, Mariah LaRock. Yes, and you guys, her story is awesome and inspiring. She's had to deal with a lot of things to overcome, and she certainly laid them out for us in this episode that I think you guys are really going to like. Yeah, so enjoy. There we go. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. If, yeah, I mean, if anybody can hear, I'm a little stuffed up right now. So that's why I sound weird right now. This is Susie. Um, <laughs> but Mariah and I have a something in common, which is we are both Miss Mains. So yes. I was 2009. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a long time ago now. Insane. And Mariah, you are? 2021. 2021. Yes. 21. Okay. Current Miss Maine. Yep. And she's quickly coming to an end. I I really can't believe it. Yeah. It's a time for a lot of reflection. Oh, good. Yep. That's for sure. What happens? What, when is the actual end of the, of your year? Saturday. Oh my gosh. I know. Yes. Yeah. This is probably the last thing I'll be doing. So this is, I'm glad we were able to really squeeze it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about your experience as Miss Maine. How long? Was this your first try? All that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the Miss America organization for seven years. And, you know, I think something that's unique to my story is that I, I, I did start in another state. I started in New Hampshire, which is where I was raised. And um, mm. then eventually, after a few years, you know, just kind of, you know, understanding and learning and becoming equated with the Miss America organization, I ended up going to college. Um, because I was able to afford it through this program. And for four years, I attended the University of Southern Maine. And it came down to the last year of of me competing. And I just asked myself what felt more authentic to me. You know, I had spent now four years in Maine and Maine started to feel like home. And so I just said, you know, why not give it a try? My last year um, in the place that feels like home, the place that I'm getting my degree, and um, and I I won, and it's been <laughs> just such a blessing and and truly such an adventure. And 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 you know, I think one of the things that so many people say about being in this program is that the amount of growth that you experience just from volunteering or being a part of or having the courage to stand on the stage or you know whatever your journey is is the growth is just absolutely mind-blowing if I you know think of myself at the beginning of this year to now it's just I'm just a totally different person um Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean this year has been jam-packed of of you know some of the highest highs and unfortunately some of the lowest lows but I, I've been trying to look at those as blessings too. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you about, you know, there's obviously the perception of, oh, it's a pageant, you're a pageant girl. And I, I never subscribed to that. Mm. Um, I always, at first, I was the same way. I mean, the only reason I'm not in debt right now from college is because of Miss Maine. Right. So to tear it down or to diminish it to a beauty pageant, which is like such the, the, such a basic level of what it actually is. Right. Um, it's sad it and is. I think it's it's a little misunderstood I think people see like the swimsuit part which is no longer anyway mm-hmm. but 
Um, and they and they immediately think, oh, it's just a beauty pageant, some girls on stage. I'm like, well, a lot of girls have gotten their college paid for because of it right. and have gotten great interview skills because of it and have right. met a lot of people and have honed their skills and th- really thought about what they think you know, their opinions on major subjects. Absolutely. Um, I just remember when, when Susie was starting her, did her Miss Maine and she decided to do it. It was like on a complete random note because someone had seen her sing at a, I think it was in the mall and you were doing like some yeah. singing competition and mm-hmm. somebody who was associated. Maine's make me an idol. Yeah. Yes. And someone associated <laughs> with the Miss Maine pageant saw her and was like, you should try out for Miss Maine. And she was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you did it kind of similarly on a whim. Um, or just like, you know, why not? And you won, which was like mind blowing for us as your family because we just like. Oh, great. Did great. <laughs> mind blowing. Well, Susie, I mean, great. Susie was just not your typical pageant girl. She was just like, right. you know, kind of a tomboy. And it wasn't what you thought when you first think of, you know, if somebody no, who does a pageant. I think mom's reaction. I think mom's reaction to when I said, I think I'm going to do Miss Maine or uh, the whole family really was laughter. <laughs> Which I was like, oh okay, gosh. cool. And look well, at you now. And look good. at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> I think that I, we owe you all of our ways of our why we even all started wearing high heels was because of you doing oh this main and like, <laughs> thinking about our fashion choices for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and I think it's interesting too because I started competing when, you know, it was still the OG Miss America with the swimsuit and with, you know, the um, classic ideals that, you know, originated from, you know, the foundation of the organization. And then I was also a part of the transition. So Mm. I'm really grateful to have been able to kind of see it as it was and now as it is and as it's trying to be. Um, Because like you said, there is still a stereotype and Miss America really, I, I believe they are trying to show people that, they're changing their ways to be more inclusive, um, to have people better understand that this is a, a scholarship organization that truly changes the lives of women because of what they can give them. And like I said, I've earned almost $40,000 in scholarships to completely pay for it's my amazing. bachelor's degree. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I, I just excellent. hope that when people hear about it, they just give it that second second, <laughs> that second second yep. to just really understand like how empowering and how impactful it is um, absolutely in the lives of women that compete yeah I don't think I realized as I was preparing for Miss America so you have your team preparing you for Miss America I didn't realize the intensity with which you're being prepped mm-hmm. I mean apart from all of the clothes that obviously you're wearing which is an outward huge part of it mm-hmm. the interview and honing your talent portion whether it's singing or whatever other both of us were singers mm-hmm. um was so intense mm-hmm. and i remember someone saying to me years later criticizing or giving me nice trying to give me nice criticism about a performance or something and i was like listen you can't tell me anything about myself i haven't already heard from this <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> you know, like I, it, you're not gonna hurt my feelings it's totally okay oh, so yeah. you learn to deal with with those criticisms yeah. to make yourself better. Oh, absolutely. And it's not something that tears you down. It's something that's truly trying to make you a better a better person in society. I really agree with that. You know, you do, you get, um, you know, and I'm, I'm also in the theater world. So I think that between theater and being a part of, you know, this, the Miss America organization, you do, you get, you get thicker skin. And I think that that's a good thing because in our profession, we do need to be able to hear what people have to say and take it with a grain of salt, use what works for us and change what doesn't. But, you know, if you can't Mm -hmm. listen to criticism, if you can't, um, you know, self-critique and it can be difficult Mm -hmm. to 
be successful. You have to be able to um, just be open to the opinions of others without, you know, totally letting it ruin your mindset or knock you off totally your, your access or anything like that. You just, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, it gives you that grit. It, this, this organization gives you that mm-hmm. grit. And that's so important, I think, for even today's world, because like so many times people can't handle that or it's like there's a difference between someone bullying you or like being, you know, behind the keyboard warriors and like ripping you down and like trying to give you like telling you, oh, you suck or you're you're not pretty enough. Your your outfit's awful. But like there's something to be said for someone giving you that constructive criticism. And I feel like people are missing that these days. Like how how can I be better? Like, I, I know you're not telling me I'm worthless, but like you're trying to help me how I can be better and mm-hmm. like a more well-rounded person. And exactly. it's like it's done out of love and not out mm-hmm. of like vitriol or jealousy. Um, exactly. You know, that's what I was going to say. It's like with especially with your organization. And of course, you put a group of a big group of people together. There's going to be some people that you don't get along with or right. that you don't respect or right. whatever. That's in any business, in any organization. That's true. Right. Um, but with Miss Maine, you usually, I mean, I would say almost 99.9% of the time, have people helping you that desperately want to help you and want what's best for you. They want you I've, to succeed. Um, yeah. I've, I've been so grateful. Yeah. I, I have been so immensely grateful to um, have the team um, at Miss Maine this year. They have just, like you said, they have been the type of people who are brutally honest for all the best reasons. They have had my my heart and my mind and, you know, my year in their thoughts and they wanted what was best for me and it can be it can be scary when you don't know who who you're going to end up with. You know what I mean? When when mm-hmm. when you win and you're like, "Oh, I hope we all jive. I hope everything, you know, works out well." But when you realize that the people you're surrounded with are genuinely good and when they do give you constructive criticism, they just want you to be your best. I've just been so grateful that you know, the volunteers, um, my board of directors, everybody has just been so excellent and so wonderful. And it, it that kind of stuff just propels your whole year. It just makes it so much better. So it really does. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard yeah. I heard a little uh, through the grapevine that you had not so great times at Miss America. So as as people maybe know, you do your you become the, the miss of whatever state you're in, and then you prepare to go to Miss America. So this is not mm-hmm. the Miss USA. That's a totally different type of pageant. So Miss America is Miss Congeniality. <laughs> That's where we're, <laughs> we're, we're going. And so you prepare to go to Miss America, which was held where this year? Because usually it's in or when Susie was Miss Maine, it was held in Vegas. And right. now and then it was shifted to Jersey. And now I'm not sure where it is. Oh, my word. This year and I believe next year as well, I believe um, it will be at it was at Mohegan Sun. Um, so it was a really exciting year just because we had a brand new venue, brand new sponsors, brand new partnerships. Um, but yes, I, I had a very unique situation at Miss America and <laughs> it's just it's just mind-blowing right i just felt so bad for you yeah. i like i couldn't believe when i heard <laughs> what happened to you i was no it's I like the climax of either. this whole year right i know oh, so tell us tell us what happened Maria. so i i got there and you know mind you i had you know taken the preventative measures i think just as anyone did to make sure that they would be safe and you know um covid free when they arrived i I had taken a a COVID test within 24 hours of arrival. I was negative. 
you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, I've been on national tour, I sing, I do theater, I know that I can get a little bit run down, especially during heavy times of like, you know, demand with with acting or performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pressure. I, I, I'm one to get a little cough. So I always have my throat coat, my cough drops, what have you. So I, I had a little tickle in my throat. And I, I did get a little nervous. But I, I thought, you know, this is classic Mariah, I'm under a lot of pressure, there's a lot going on, I'm at a performance, like, you know, this is classic, it's gonna be fine. Um, and I, I tried pushing through and, um, you know, I, it came to the point where somebody said that they wanted to just make sure and, uh, they wanted me to take, take a test. And unfortunately I tested positive and the rules at the time and the rules are that if you test positive, you are automatically disqualified from competing. So my Ugh. whole world truly within the matter of, you know, 10, 15 minutes as, as the COVID test developed, it, it really, you know, flipped on its head and, and, you know, I I felt very alone and I felt so lost because, you know, I think to myself, okay, after seven years, since 2014, I've been dreaming of striving to make it to Miss America. And then I finally did it. I finally got the opportunity after, you know, thousands of hours of volunteerism, meeting hundreds and thousands of people and just striving to get here. Why would this happen to me? And obviously I, I realized now that it's not the loss that defines us. It's our resilience. And this truly is something that I'm really just starting to wrap my head around because I think, you know, this is something I'll always live with. I am the first person in the history of Miss America to make it to the national stage and not compete. Um, It will live with me forever. That's just the truth of the matter. And I have to, you know, for the rest of my life figure out why that happened, but not for all the wrong reasons, for all the right ones. And that's why I say it's not the loss that defines me, it's the resilience. You know, there's something... Oh my gosh, Mariah. I'm trying to be stronger for my future. There has to be something ahead of me that will one day make sense to me, regardless of what it is. It could be minute or major, but I'm just trying and I always will strive to stay positive and and use the experience, even as devastating as it is, to, to, you know, realize that there's so much more, you know, I really love thinking about the fact that within failure is growth and you can't succeed yeah. if you don't mm-hmm. fail. There's lessons in the heartbreak and that's what I want to run with. So, wow. wow, that is an amazing way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can, I don't want to cry anymore. <laughs> I don't want to cry yeah. anymore. Oh. So I, I need to just stay positive and I just need to keep my head on straight and I have to look at the other things that have happened and on top of being disqualified from Miss America, I was then picked up and because I had COVID, I had to quarantine for 10 days straight. So I literally went straight from (sighs) Miss America, you know, getting ready to be on stage to being in isolation for 10 days by myself. And it gave me a lot of time to think, but the only reason I think I was able to make it through that, you know, just such a, a solitary, just isolated time was because hundreds of people and I mean it like reached out to me and either shared a story or felt inspired or or what have you and and their kind words and their their love and just support was more than enough to just kind of make me realize that okay this isn't the end of the world this isn't the end of my story um you know people are out there and they they recognize that all my hard work wasn't for nothing and um you know i think it also is a is attributed to the fact that i i've been a voice for um child sexual exploitation throughout this year so i think a lot of people had been you know 
feeling connected to my story um, and feeling mm-hmm. inspired by that too. So I, I was even more grateful that I had been able to reach other people and touch their life as well through that outlet and through um, that social impact initiative um, that I have had. Right. So, you know, it, it just made me feel like, okay, this isn't the end and it wasn't a loss. It, it's it's just different. It's just, just because I didn't do the things that every other girl got to do doesn't mean that I wasn't yeah. challenged. I wasn't present. I wasn't giving my all. It just it ended up just being a different journey than anyone else has had. Um, right. But I yeah. Mean, did you, were you able to meet any of the other contestants? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had had, um, you know, I had gone to Connecticut uh, for the Show Me Your Shoes parade. I had gone down to Florida for the Miss America's Outstanding Teen. So I had been able to spend some time with the girls. I do think, you know, and I do feel like, the Miss America is our Super Bowl. So I felt like I definitely, you know, missed out on that pivotal bonding um, time. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. what ended up happening too, I, I don't want to miss this, is while I was sitting there, you know, I was getting ready to live stream Miss America on Peacock. And before they started um, the show, Nia, a former Miss America, was on stage and she announced that for the first time in history, I had been unanimously voted on by my sisters as the Miss, Miss Congeniality of their class. So I oh, was just so amazing. Yeah, I was absolutely yeah. touched. Yeah, exactly. So I, <laughs> I am also the Miss Congeniality of the, the 2022 class of Miss America. Um, and that's, that's awesome. another historic win for our state. And just to be the first unanimously voted on, I mean, I, I owe a lot to my sisters for being so kind to me um, right. and to recognize me as as that but um so were were you truly the only one I mean you must it must have been there if you were yeah because I know when I went Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. you go you don't spend any other time other than with the contestants like you are there so like you if you had a negative test Mm -hmm. you obviously got it there I did so (laughs) was there um (laughs) was were there nobody else you won out of 52 people um I guess all I can share is what I know and what I know is that all of the contestants after I had left were then tested for COVID and miraculously every single one of them was negative um miraculously that that is quite uh, miraculous uh, yeah Yeah. it is I mean even your roommate (laughs) did you have a roommate I did. I know I didn't. However, I had people in my room. Um, I spent, you know, I, I saw everybody. I, there was a couple events that I went to before I was disqualified. You know, we went out to, um, we went on to, uh, the, there was like a little, uh, I think it's mystic village or something like that. There was like this little village and we went to dinner and we walked all around. Like I was with my sisters the entire time. So it was very strange that I was the only one to, have been tested positive. I was the only one to be disqualified. Um, and it's very strange. <laughs> I will say yeah, that. that it's that very nice strange. nice way to put it. Yes. Yeah. My heartbreak for you, and I'm so glad that you were able to go to Orlando and go to these different places to actually be and see your the other contestants, because I think that's one of the stereotypes also, is that the girls are out to get you, that mm. they are every man for himself, every right. woman for herself. Right. Um, and it was so, that was not my experience. Yeah. I had, I mean, again, you put 52 girls in a room together and there's probably going to be people that get along more than others, but I really, I didn't see that. At least that was not my experience. Mm-hmm. Everyone was 
ready with whatever you needed. If your dress was ripped, or let me help you. Let yeah. me get this, you know, whatever. Um, I can say that well. as I have well. This, 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 this medicine right. for you. Oh yeah. And they were so, and even to this day, mm-hmm. um, we keep in touch. We all have a Facebook group together. We know which of us has become, you know, doctors and lawyers and mothers. Right. And it's a wonderful community. Yeah. And I can say the same, you know, I, even the security guard said to our entire yes. class, yeah, that we had been one of, you know, for a while and a long time, just a group of girls that we're just so kind to each other, kind to other people and there for each other. Community. Like yeah. it hadn't been in a while. And it's just true. I really, and I think that that also is a testament to the change of the organization. We're starting to stop looking at outward beauty and looking for that inner beauty. Girls that are truly compassionate and kind and uplifting and empowering. And I think that that helps to break down that stereotype that people think that it's just these pretty girls just being pretty. And it's just not that anymore. Like you said, you, Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, you have, you know, 50 other women that you can always rely on, reach out to and watch their life as they continue to do Mm -hmm. amazing things in the world. And it's just so inspiring. It really is. The one thing I was able to do was my interview. That's the other thing is I did, I did actually compete, which is funny because if I think about it now, since I only competed in interview, I probably scored the lowest, (laughs) but I, I, I got something in there (laughs) just because it's the only portion I was able to do. But you know, Hey, at least I did something. I, I got to sit down there. I got to share my heart, my vision, um, my plan, you know, that I told the judges was that I wanted to be the first Miss America to create a documentary film series while, during her year of service that highlighted uh, oh, the, the, the nation's most successful organizations combating human trafficking. And, you know, I just I felt like at least I was able to truly tell them what I wanted to do. So they got to know me. And and once I got disqualified, right. one of the judges actually reached out to me and I have a little voice memo saved on my phone from her which was really nice of her um well I want to know who your judges were yeah oh my goodness I I I don't know off the top of my my mind um it it wasn't oh don't worry I can look them up oh yeah okay yeah definitely look them up who was the one who left you a note um, it was, I believe her name is Danielle from Boss Babe. I don't know if you follow Boss Babe on Instagram. No, I don't. Mm-mm. She was really sweet. I think she flew in from England. I'm not sure where whereabouts she was, but yeah, she left me a really sweet message, kind of like what I said, just about how her heart went out to me, knowing that I had prepared and done all this for, for you know, the program and, and for nationals and to have been disqualified and she said that it's not the end and it's just the beginning and mm-hmm. and I'm really holding on to that you know I I have a lot of balls in the air I have a lot of things that I do um I'm actually last summer while I was Miss Maine I I was in my first uh, full-length feature film as a leading actress I saw that yeah that's and that's amazing. coming out at the end of this month uh, uh we're having our our invite premiere at the end of this month it's been selected into the international new york film festival i'm up for best actress you know i and i've written a screenplay that's been getting a lot of awards you know i have a lot of things going on and i just have to believe that where all of my energy has been put in all of these different hobbies and all of these different skills that I have and especially with the volunteer service I've done with human trafficking and and exploitation you know I just have to believe that something is coming down the line that I needed to be Mm -hmm. more resilient more you know stronger more mentally you know 
tough to be able to do something in the future you'll be remembered forever i know that you don't want to i know it's maybe not the greatest reason to be but you will be more remembered than probably other than the winners the covid queen the co just call me the the covid COVID queen queen. (laughs) well your your judges for miss america 2021 were um boss bay president daniel canty uh, Ray Model and Talent Agency founder Jessica Ray, performing artist Kevin Davis, fashion designer Paige Mykoski, and singer John Gurney. Yes. I don't and know. And they were a stellar, <laughs> stellar group of people. Truly, oh, yeah. truly stellar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine, awesome. mine were so intimidating. I mean, not that yours weren't intimidating. Yeah, yours were insane. Okay, so yeah, my judges were Sean Johnson, the Olympian. Oh my gosh. Gymnast, wow. Uh, Dave Cause, who's sax player. Uh, Paul Rod- Rod- uh, Paul Rodriguez, who is a comedian, but actually ended up dropping out. Um, so he hmm. didn't actually end up judging, but he was supposed to be one of them. Uh, Vivica Fox, ridiculous. <laughs> a former Miss America, which I'm actually sad to say I don't actually remember which one it was. A former Miss America and Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> wow, no way. Uh, oh my god! Just throw oh, Rush no. Limbaugh in there. Like so, yeah. so such a funny addition to the judge yeah, table. What a group! I would love to know what those judges talked about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Maybe there's something coming up that's even even bigger than your chance at Miss America that, and you already have it, and now hopefully your you know immune system recognizes it, and you know yeah maybe there's a, a better opportunity where you'll just like what you said prepped you for something bigger. I if you have a moment and you're willing to share, I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you chose the platform that you did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, for about five years, I originally was advocating for substance abuse awareness uh, during the height of the opiate pandemic in um, New Hampshire while I was still uh, volunteering and competing in New Hampshire. And then there came a point where I probably you know, volunteered thousands of hours and I'd raised tons of money and I'd been working with different organizations and I was very happy with what I had done, but I felt something in me ask trying to ask myself if this was truly the thing I wanted to keep, you know, volunteering for and being a spokesperson for. And and I realized that I did have a connection to um, family members and friends that I know had struggled with substance misuse. And I felt like I was advocating on their behalf. And I asked mm-hmm. myself, is there something that is 100% about me that I feel like if I could speak upon would be one, even more impactful for myself in my life and in my healing journey, and two, would hopefully be able to be a voice um, and a beacon of light for others? And the answer was yes. I was uh, sexually exploited and assaulted by my middle school teacher, and I had kept that inside of me for a very long time, and I was very scared and very afraid, and it was something that, you know, I just, I had never truly come to terms with, but after some years in the Miss America organization, I found the confidence and the courage to just say, you know what, this is what happened to me. And after some research and, you know, linking arms with organizations like Thrive New England and Just Love Worldwide, I have realized that this happens to way more people than just me, but no, not a lot of people Ugh. can talk about it. So I just wanted to 
take the last year, last two years to find that courage and that bravery and that strength to share my story with other people. And honestly, I am so glad I did because the amount of young women and young people and and adults too that have reached out to me and said you know this happened to me I am so glad that you know you have shared your story it has inspired me I have people that have asked if they can talk to me to find their own strength to be able to share their story or find a healing journey that works for them Um, and you know working with the organizations I do and being able to help them raise money and impact their communities um, in Maine and in other states um, and across New England especially and it's really been a wonderful learning curve for me to be able to finally just say this is what happened to me this is this is part of my story and I want to share it with others because I just want everyone to know that no matter what you've been through you can truly rise above it and maybe that's another reason why when everything happened to me at Miss America I just part of me was like okay well I'm just used to rising above so the only mm-hmm. choice is to rise above again so oh my gosh Mariah yeah. I I did not realize that was why I'm sorry open that can of worms I'm glad that you have you're so resilient and you've are able to handle that in such a in such a way that is positive because man that trauma sticks with you forever and wow you have certainly turned that around to point that in the positive direction my goodness I hope you got some justice from that teacher at all or Thank or you. no yes. was that kind of um I mean it, it it had been um a long time coming for for a full circle of justice but um yeah that person did go to prison for what had happened oh, against good me head. and Bye. I, yeah and I I did um you know make sure that that the administration was held responsible for their Good. lack of of uh, protecting a child. Good so. for you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean that's that's the stuff that people don't know too. Like you know, I don't share that often, but that's the real work. That's when real real Absolutely. justice is served when when somebody can have the strength to say, "Hey, you know, you really messed up here, and you need to make sure that one, this never happens again. You know, and two, yeah. that you do better the next time. That's why mandatory reporting is in place. That's why teachers are so vital in the lives of of students and children. You know, they are right. the protectors when they're not home and their parents aren't there for them and if we can't right. rely on our teachers to protect our children you know what what can we rely on so that's been my mission mm-hmm. this whole year is to you know share my story and you know talk with teachers talk with educators talk with just parents to to just yep. to just know how vital and how crucial and important this is and, and especially day, today right it's so important and it's so difficult to, to talk about it you know it's like one of the, especially when you're in middle school absolutely you know, like you don't know anything right and you think it's you know you have no ability to you don't want to disappoint you don't want to tell you know it's embarrassing like absolutely. all of those things yeah and to be like the strength to get up and say no this is like this is really wrong and this happened this cannot happen again I mean talk about the amount of other children you protected by saying something I hope too. so like, <laughs> that's you know? my goal I hope so yeah. I really and are do. you are you willing to have people um potentially if there's somebody who's listening to this who has the same uh or similar experience reach out to you on your Instagram or something to get some some pep talk from you oh my gosh so ab- first of all absolutely and second of all you know my the the title of my social impact initiative is a survivor's purpose I believe it's my purpose to to talk with others, to share with others, and to empower others who have been through similar situations as as I have, and to know that, you know, you do not have to succumb to the darkness that 
does you know follow you you can rise above Mm -hmm. it and together we can all be like light for each other and and help each other you know get out of that of that heaviness out of out of that that fear and just all that comes with it so absolutely if anybody ever you know i think that's what social media is for you know if you if if anybody is listening if anybody has been through something like that and they've never been able to open up or they don't know who to go to i'm more than happy to listen to them and to give the best advice i can and i have tons of resources available and um yeah i'm i'm more than happy it's 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 something that i believe is a part of who i am and what i'm supposed to do that's amazing. Uh, I'm like in in awe of you. <laughs> oh, I wish that I wish that you could have competed. I feel like you would have had such I a good know. chance. I mean, Thank just you. like I hearing mean, your story. I was going to sing mean, Whitney on stage too. I was so excited. Oh, uh, well, come on. Yeah, I know. What song? What song were you going to choose? Um, I have nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a clip of me singing on my uh, on both my my personal page and the Miss Miss uh, Main page. So if you guys want, you can. Well, I 100% want it. Yes, I want it. And we'll post it to our Instagram page when we post this episode. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. (laughs) I know you've, you mentioned before that you have um, like screenplays and you're up for awards and you're, so is that the, the next trajectory of your, of your future is just trying to get into that entertainment documentary uh, world and trying to follow that passion? Was that also something that you studied at school like what was your ultimate degree and I yeah I graduated uh with a theater degree I um I had multiple leading roles throughout my college career I did some internships where I also had leading roles um I've gone on national tour across the U.S. for a Christmas carol um I've Mm -hmm. recently within the past two and a half three years started getting into the film scene um I've done multiple 48-hour film festivals we've won some we've placed we've gotten awards for those and like I said I also just um you know was in a my first full-length feature film as a leading lady and um so I'm really cool. excited because that that is going to be uh in a couple of film festivals and so yeah like like you said this is this is kind of my passion I, I love creating art it's part of who mm-hmm. I am and I know it's definitely a difficult uh it's a def- difficult career path but you know I'm I'm 26 years old and I just feel like there's some success already and I, I want to keep riding it I don't want to give up and I want to see yeah, what comes definitely. from it and you know, I'm all about putting in the hard work and taking the chances, taking the risks. You don't know if you don't ask. You don't know if you don't do. So keep doing, mm-hmm. keep asking, and keep following your dreams. Absolutely. So that's what that's I awesome. that's what I'm hoping to do. <laughs> well, I have every confidence, every confidence that you will do that. Yeah. Are we able to actually watch your video? I know that you or the the film. I know that you said it's going to be in in some festivals. But is there us regular people? Are we able to view that at some point <laughs> down the road? As an independent film company and as a, a, a totally main based, everybody, the music, the the shots, the crew, the cast, everyone is from Maine. You know, our hope mm-hmm. is to get um, distribution. So it's our hope that through these film festivals, we'll be able to get you know some distribution options. And in which case, yeah it could be streaming on Hulu it could be streaming on Netflix it could be a Hallmark film who knows um but you know I think it's you know as uh as local creatives it's always hard to blast through that barrier of you know Mm -hmm. being able to be seen and and get people to see your stuff and support you but um I mean we're always looking for that support and like I said you can reach out and I'll always do my best to see how I can get people who are supporting me to to be able to do it all the way and and see the show see the movie see whatever it is we're creating nice awesome well since this is a wedding podcast 
do you do you have any sort of wedding story that you want to share with us it's so funny because a few weeks ago when Susie asked me you know to come on the podcast and she said the whole thing about the wedding I was like oh my gosh I don't have anything cool or funny or fun <laughs> at all like I'm gonna sound so lame but I guess what I'll say Not is just a couple of years ago my mom got married so it was really nice to actually be you know be able to be in her wedding and and you know just yeah, see her that's a unique happy experience and sure. be able to dance with her and you know celebrate with my family but I think that I'm you know I haven't been in a lot of weddings or been to a lot of weddings and I think that season is coming up for me now that I've you know I'm a little bit older I have a lot of friends I'm kind of in that age Uh bracket where people are getting married so I'm excited for the weddings that are to come (laughs) I mean as a performer in general though I mean like it's not just a wedding podcast I mean it it is that is like our jobs and and our profession but I mean, performing in general is kind of the theme. We've had many different flavors of people that have come on and and who are not wedding singers and they're performers. And you are certainly one of those people. And I mean, just to be able to be on a stage as big as Miss Maine, Miss America and and beyond, like in front of a camera, like these are things that are hard to do for people. I mean, there's a reason why public speaking is the number one fear among adults, you know, (laughs) like this. That's something that is like really unique to to a relative small amount of people. And I think it's it's just nice to have another performer in a different way. Come on the podcast and tell us your story. So um, we're yeah. very thankful that you took the time to do this with us. Oh, yeah, so amazing. grateful. Thank no, you thank so much, you. Yeah, and it's always great to talk with people who, who make their career and their lives out of performing and art because I feel like when you do connect with other people that do the same, you just you can relate on another level that other people just don't understand. So I'm yep. very grateful as well to have been able to, to share and talk with you guys. And Susie, um, ever since... I saw you perform at Deer Trees a few years ago and <laughs> was told that you were Miss, a former Miss Maine. I've just been totally inspired by you and you, you're you so talented, Aww. both of you. And, um, you know, I, I hope the best as you continue to just rock the world with your amazing vocal <laughs> talent. <laughs> oh, likewise, Mariah. Likewise. Yes. Thank Where you. can they find you on Instagram? Tell us your Instagram handle. My personal Instagram handle, and since, you know, my year is coming to an end, it's Mariah, my darling, just, uh, just mm-hmm. as it sounds just as it's spelled Mariah my darling and then you can find me on Facebook at Mariah LaRock awesome Awesome. well I have some screaming children so I'm gonna have to bow out here (laughs) yeah no problem thank you Mariah so much thank you so much thank you all the best to you yes you as well thanks Mariah bye bye wow she's incredible she's see why she's mismade (laughs) oh my gosh she is the sweetest I, I've never met her. I know you've met her. Yes, of course. I performed with her. She performed with us at the James Bond show last year. She performed with the James Bond. I wish I, I've actually met her in person. She seems like just the sweetest person. And yeah. wow, her story. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is what I mean when I say with, with the stereotype of Miss America or Miss Maine or whatever. She's so incredibly articulate. Yes, she smart. is. And kind and no, and has her head on right and just knows exactly what she wants to do. It's not this stupid mm-hmm. person right it's not it's like every every miss that i met at miss america was exactly the same just yeah. so articulate just smart mm-hmm. just amazing i love that she got miss congeniality that is amazing oh, no. <laughs> and what amazing. a what a what a tribute to her being having it that be yeah. unanimous lee voted on like i don't think that that happens very often when when i got the so. word that she was disqualified for COVID, I was like, no, that can't possibly 
be real. You're like, can you just put her in a box and put her on stage and still let her perform, please? Can you put her in a bubble and let her do it? Because like, oh, it just broke my heart to hear that she couldn't do it. Like she said, seven years of prep. Right. And uh, it's like, it's like falling at the Olympics. Right. It's like tripping on a run. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah. On a national stage also. Like a national. Right national well, audience clearly it was not her fault so she has obviously overcome all of it right it's not her fault it's definitely not the end and only for sure has made her just a more well-rounded Stop person it. and holy cow yeah i mean not that i want people to go through awful hardships and have to overcome <laughs> but you, you can see the 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 positives the pros of having that happen to you i mean if you can look on things on the positive side like you really can't go wrong i mean it was the same kind of thing with like not to bring it back to myself but like with whole cancer stuff like if you keep a positive attitude it's it's far easier to handle those awful things that are thrown at you and what the hell i mean mariah she if she's been in there for seven years she's won certainly a ton more than i have i've never won a competition never (laughs) never ever and i have tried many a competition and i have never won forty thousand dollars that's yeah. way that's more than i got not a drop in the bucket at all no mm-hmm. i mean just think about that like especially with every all these prices now god i sound like an absolute adult with all these prices right now <laughs> going up. yeah anyway she's amazing follow her on her instagram mariah my darling yep and like she said she has a facebook page mariah la rock and follow mm-hmm. us yeah. for more updates on her we'll definitely put her clips of singing and we'll put some pictures from her hopefully her time as miss maine in general not just at miss america and you might even get a picture of Susie as miss maine 2009 we'll try oh, to dig up it. some of your big hair <laughs> Uh-huh. So you can find those on our Instagram page at Diaries of a Wedding Singer, and you can find Susie's band on Instagram at Mixology Band. And you can also find my band at North Coast Orchestra. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week. Bye. Bye.